This is Joe Basso from Music Radar, and you're listening to In Conversation with Chad Smith. In this installment, Chad talks to Rush guitarist Alex Leifson. The interview was recorded at the Sunset Marquee in Los Angeles. This is episode one of In Conversation, Chad Smith with Alex Leifson. Did you like uh, South Africa? I did. We'd never been there before. Yeah. It was our first time. Have you guys been there? No, I haven't. My, my wife's South African. She's from uh, Port Elizabeth. Really? She left when she was young, yeah. eight years old. You guys are like like high school sweethearts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's where, where was she from originally? Uh, from, from Port Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, moved to Denmark. Um, her mother couldn't... Her mother met a uh, a sailor, a Danish uh, sailor. <laughs> that old story. <laughs> that old story. But uh, he was white, and they couldn't marry because they, they were colored. And so they left South Africa and they moved to Denmark, and they lived there for about a year and a half, and then came to Canada to the west coast of Canada, Victoria, and then from there to Toronto, and that's where. Did you really? Did you meet in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was fifteen, grade ten. Yeah, I had such a big crush on her, and I was so terrified of saying anything. I was very shy and. Fifteen. And it's like that's a, kind of your first. Well, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. I don't know if you were, but, but no, 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 no. An early was, starter. Yeah, it was the first, uh, the first great. serious thing. Yeah. And I remember going through the phone book and, you know, looking up the last name, and there were probably fifteen in the phone book, and nervously calling the first few and. No, wrong, wrong, wrong uh, number. <coughs> but, oh, this is easy. You got to about twelve, and hi, Shirley, there. <laughs> yes, speaking. Uh, and it was total panic. <laughs> but we went out on a date. And what are you doing? Stuck. What are you? How do you date when you're fifteen? I have no idea. Well, what did you, what did you do? You uh, can't drive. First of all, I worked around the house. I did stuff for my dad. Uh, he was doing some some work, putting a patio and stuff in the backyard. So I did all that to make some money okay. to take her out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think you I made movie? $5 or $10 or something. Yeah, we went to a movie. And we went to see... Uh, uh, it was... I think... Um, I'd be impressed if you, if you remember the movie. Cardia Cardinelli and Rock Hudson. And I can't recall the name of the movie. But it was kind of a, a cheap movie. This was in 1969. In the spring of 69. So I, uh, I, I can't remember the name. That's of the movie, okay. We sat and watched the movie, and I, I remember kind of looking at her in the corner of my eyes. She having a good time. I don't know if she's. This is a terrible idea. The movie was awful, and there were only like ten people in the theater. Right. And then we laughed, and uh, we took the bus back towards home, but stopped uh, in an, in an area just before where she lived, yeah. where there were some shops and restaurants and stuff like that. And we went in and had a cup of tea in a place. And we went to one place that wouldn't let me in because my hair was long. And, <laughs> and this is how it was all starting our first date. Yeah. And I built up the nerve. She could see something was wrong. And I built up the nerve to ask her if it was okay if I just held her hand while we walked. And she was like, oh, you big stupid idiot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then she got pregnant. And then everything was screwed up after that. <laughs> Fast worker, yeah. this one. Wow. Yeah, no, that was uh, yeah, and here we are, still ago. together. Yeah, that's, that's so great. And you got two, you two sons. You know, yeah, two sons, two grandsons. Both of them. I think. I think it's yeah. The, your one. Son, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Kemto shows. And yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, still doing Adrian. music and stuff. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Web design and well, and he's he uh, he loves to write 
um, electronic music, yeah. trancey sort really of stuff. That's what he's very much into. Um, he's doing it. Yeah, he, he's doing. It. I mean, the the web design is what pays his bills, and you know, he does some other things. The music doesn't really pay very very well, but he's got a real passion and love for it. He's been doing it for twenty years, so. It's not like it's something yeah. new, but he, he gets uh, the odd gig here and there. Yeah. And you got What's a few the guys. Is there a decent scene in Toronto? Like probably a decent scene yeah. for that sort of thing. Yeah. There, there are thing. a few venues and clubs yeah. that that DJs play, and you can get some work. But um, he doesn't count on it yeah. that much. But he, he he really loves it and really enjoys it. It's good though that he can do that, and and like you say, it's his passion. But you know. He's realistic enough to know he's that he's... Re- yeah, yeah, because how old is he now? He's 36. Yeah, so he's yeah. like, you know, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he can afford to star for a little while. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I can afford to star for a little while myself right now. <laughs> that's what happens when you're at home for more than a couple weeks. I'm going to eat. I'm yeah. going to watch some TV. And then I'm going to eat again. And then I think I'll have that <laughs> chocolate thing over there. <laughs> yeah. So, what else? Um, you got a, you got Gibson's got you got a guitar. I think I think I have to ask a couple nerdy sure. guitar questions. Yeah, you got a, a you got a Gibson Les Paul. That yeah, sh- that that is a signature. Yeah, yeah. And it, what? How is it different? Well, from the the Les Paul. You know, it starts out. Um, and how cool is that? You know, it's really cool. I got to tell you that when I was a when I was a kid, when I first started playing, I, I started playing guitar when I was 12. So when I was about 13, 14 years old, there was a music store in Toronto uh, called Long and the Quades, and they were right downtown, and we lived up in the suburbs. And uh, I would go down every weekend, uh, every Saturday, and thank you, and I would take a, either a Les Paul or an SG mm-hmm. off the wall, and I would play it for like an hour. And, it, and this is, goes on at music stores all over the, yeah. the yeah. world, right? Yeah, people playing Stairway to Heaven yeah. and, 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 bad, and badly. They would let me play for about an, an hour, and then... Plugged in? Someone would go, usually not plugged in. And then somebody would come over and say, okay, kid, put beat the it. guitar back along and, and beat it. Unless you're going to buy, buy something. I leave, I come back the next week, and I do exactly the same thing. And I was doing that week after week after week. And, and it was the same story. Okay, kid, beat it. But you always came back, and they always let you do it. That's, Years later... That's nice of them, though. Uh, we of course we bought all our equipment from them, and that was kind of a treat. Yeah, oh, it's but, great. Um, you got your first like little bit of money. I know I'm gonna go in there this time. I'm gonna buy something. I dreamed of having a Gibson. I, I had a cheap, a cant, you know, Japanese guitar, and then a Kenora Japanese guitar. I borrowed a friend's uh, <laughs> Harmony. Yeah, you know, for years. But uh, to have have a Gibson was really, really. My, my dream as, as a kid of so all these years later all these decades later to have uh, a signature model with my name on it that's part of the Gibson family it's really a cool thing I got, Pretty, I'm very proud of that really cool and we didn't just stick my name on a guitar that yeah. w- they could sell a bunch of we spent a, lo- a lot of time we spent a couple of years developing something that really worked for me like we went through a lot of different uh, body uh, weights, type, mm. different types of wood. The chambering on this particular guitar uh, is uh, is one of the reasons that it's a lightweight version of a Les Paul, and it's uh, the body's like, a little like narrower. The 59s were light, right? 
right? Isn't that the, isn't that the thing about well, that? Well, yeah, you, I mean, you can get different weighted bodies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got That's a... That's why everybody sort of liked. That's one of the reasons they liked Oh, that period. It. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've got a couple guitars, a couple of Pauls that I bought. Uh, well, early... I have an early 90s custom. That thing must weigh about 85 pounds. It's just so heavy. Um, but with, with my guitar, I, I wasn't that keen on the chambering. I wanted something that was somewhere in between a standard Les Paul and, and what the Access model mm. provided. And it was narrower. The idea was that it was narrower, lightweight. Mm -hmm. we, we wanted the density in the body for sustain. We went through a couple of different types of pickups, wiring, mm. until we achieved the kind of tonality that I wanted. I wanted a Floyd Rose vibrato arm, something that locked, that would stay in tune. Right. For sure, right. um, coil taps. And these are all all things in design that you have in your your that, Les Pauls that now. I that require. You use and require. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right. that was the whole idea. Yeah. I, I if somebody's getting the, the, your guitar, yeah. it's like, yeah, because this is what I need to do yeah. my thing, right? Yeah. yeah. If I came in and they said, Alex, build a guitar that you want to build here. What do you need on that guitar? And that's basically what it was. And they were uh, they were really cool about it. We, we spent a lot of time. We went back Did you and go forth. to Kalamazoo? And, uh, well, I went to Kalamazoo to get my, my first Gibsons back in 76. Um, I went to, I've been there once. Yeah, that was a treat to go in that old factory. And In fact, I picked out the white 355. I picked it out off the wall, awesome. the body. and um, But this was in Nashville at the custom shop. Okay. And, uh, so we we as I said we spent some time they sent some prototypes back and forth and uh, and now it's 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 one of their more popular sellers and it's done how, really how, really well. How, how long has it has it been out? It's been about uh, I think it's been released for about two two years okay. I think something like that two maybe maybe three yeah two I think it's two uh, maybe it is three anyways it's something like two or three years yeah. <laughs> two and a half years two and a half. Split the difference. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> but it's done uh, remarkably well, and they're very they're thrilled about the um, the oh. action that they've got on it. And yeah. Do you play? Let me say, in a live situation, do you use one of the guitars that say that you, is an Alex Life yeah, model? Yeah. In fact, I use uh, I use a few of them. In the course of the show, I mean, I, I have, um, I have four different tunings that I, I play in through the course of the show, and I need backups for everything because the tunings are uh, such that there's always possibility of something going wrong, broken string or something like that, uh, and it's not something that you just grab any other guitar. It has to be a dedicated right, right. guitar for that. So, consequently, I, I need to have quite a few with me, and I've got my model. I think I have uh, four out on the road with me oh. right now, and a couple older Les Pauls, and my 355, a Telecaster, and, you know, I think it has a slightly different character and tonality. And you, you use the double neck now, still? Uh, I haven't had the double, actually the double necks at the, in the museum now. Is it? That just went uh, a few weeks ago. Oh. Um, we... Do you do any songs that you need that? No. Yeah. No, we, we, we kind of don't. Right. Yeah. At some point in the so future... Like, yeah, I think we're going to do... Uh, wait, I don't... I don't well, I, ha I had it for Xanadu in particular, and we, we haven't played that song in a long time. Um, and whether we'll do it in the future, I don't I don't really know. You know, we never know what we're going to do. 
so, and it's a cumbersome thing to play, and <laughs> it's heavy in in the headstock, and it's always pulling down. You have to right? actually hold oh, you gotta it hold up it to up. play it, or right. and squeeze it with your right arm. So, <laughs> but it's a cool thing, and I, I probably I've seen more pictures of me with that, with that. guitar than anything else, yeah. just because it's so iconic. It's the same it's thing with Jimmy Page. It's white, and it's and white. Page. Page, same thing. Probably ninety percent of the pictures you see of him, it's got it. He's got the right exact that pose with the guitar up. I don't. I was just walking in here and I saw a picture of Jimmy. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of rock pictures here at the Sunset Marquee where we're at. <laughs> um, and uh, I know that he was what, maybe your biggest influence on the guitar. Yeah, for sure. Big, yeah, we're starting out. For sure. Yeah, and um, he doesn't he's like Jimi Hendrix they they, they they never take a bad picture they always look so fucking cool yeah. and and Jimmy's clothing never like some guys look can look a little dated yeah. maybe you can sure. go oh, that's from that era or that's from that he's he always like was very you know just looked cool. when it's the dragon thing or whatever he just always looked really cool yeah I mean Hendrix maybe is the cool to me the yeah. coolest looking not only probably the most amazing musician, but you know he looked he looked you know he looked great. But Paige just always yeah he, he, yeah he just I could see if I was a guitar player I'd be yeah. like that's the guy that yeah. Jimi Hendrix goes without saying yeah and but I would say Jimmy Page yeah I want to you know and was that when you were a kid was that you know oh I remember you know Zeppelin of course were a huge influence. And seeing him then, and you know, I, I knew who he was before that, the Yardbirds, and yeah. uh, and this, a lot of the session work that he used to do. Did you know about his session work and, oh, like yeah. prior to yeah, him but, being um, in Led Zeppelin? I mean, let's you know, when we were kids, we lived uh, off music, and we yeah, we read everything and wanted to know anymore. everything. Which sucks. Yeah, it's it's completely different it's now. Completely and different. I, I I hate I hate to sound like an old guy, but we kind of lived through the. The golden age and of recording as well, just the whole industry and the way things worked. But but Jimmy Page definitely had something about him. Like there was even that period. I don't know. Was it House of the Holy era, era where he was? He had that really shabby look. He had a beard and a trench yeah. coat. And, yeah, and, that and was, he still that was, looked really awesomely yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> no, you know? He had. It was a little before yeah. that. I think. I think it was like seventy one. I think it was like the. Right before Zeppelin Four, or okay, right around yeah. that time, okay. But yeah, they all were working the beards. Even right. Plan had a little. Yeah, that's right. Know. Yeah. But yeah, but they uh, still looked very cool. Yeah. So if he can pull off yeah. the, the bum look, <laughs> and have <laughs> it as work. soon as you put on that Les Paul and it's down here, yeah, that says something right there. And that's not easy to play when it's down there. No, he, he played it kind of low, right? Yeah, yeah, he was great. I met him once. In nineteen in nineteen ninety eight, they played. Getty had met um, Robert in Morocco. They were he, he, Ged was on a on a, a trip with a group, and uh, and Robert was there with his wife or girlfriend. I'm not not sure what their relationship was, but they met. They were happened to be staying in the same hotel down the hall from each other. Oddly enough, and they spent a few days kind of eyeing each other and sort of smiling and. <laughs> And finally, Ged came over on the last night that they were there, and uh, you know, he said to his wife Nancy, "He says I have to go over and 
I just tell him how much I've admired him and what a great influence he's been. And, and he went over and he said, excuse me, Robert, I don't mean to bother you. And he said, oh, Getty, I was wondering when you'd finally come over. You sit down, have a glass of wine. And they spent the, the whole evening nice together man, getting right? to know each other. And he's a terrific guy. Right. You know, you meet your peers and like us, we talk about a lot of different things right. from yeah. from the first time we met. It's not about yeah. your work and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that so much. Yeah. You know, yeah, you share those sort of things, but it's about your family. It's about kids. It's about those places you've visited that are really special and the impact that that it's had on you. And yeah. Um, yeah. and and not always, but every so often you meet somebody and and they're like that, and yeah. you can engage on on a on that sort of footing. And certainly, Robert and Getty were like that. And great. you know they, well, it probably would a relief, you know, instead of like, oh yeah, right, the band's been ripping himself and fuck off, and then he's, you <laughs> yeah. you're like, ah, yeah. you know, or whatever, yeah, you know? yeah, to not be like, that, that's so great that he was like, oh, I was wondering when you were going to yeah. come, and you're like, oh. well, at, at the end of at the end of the trip, Robert said, you know, we're coming to Toronto later this year, and. Um, you know, well, you, they were you, doing you, the pay, pay, plant exactly, pay. and he said, and he said, you know, you must come down and, and bring Alex, and um, and they traded, you know, ex exchanged phone numbers and all of that, and you know, you do that, but it's seldom that anybody acts upon it, and you know, everybody's got a busy life. Yep. But a few days before they arrived, he got a call from him and said, you know, we're in town, come on down to the show, and um, and you know, gets it. I don't know, we've we're, we've gone through this terrible. A nightmare with Neil and everything that he'd been through and I don't know if our hearts are, are in going out and all of that and mm. he said you know he's been through that he lost a child as well yeah. and he said no yeah. you must get out and come down please do and we went down and it's kind of cool because it's it's a venue that we play all the time when we're play when we play in Toronto so we know lots of people backstage and crew and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so we went up to the dressing room and um we were sitting with Robert and chatting, and again, you know, talking about all kinds of things. And then, uh, and, and then uh, Jimmy came into the room, and I'm telling you, I was like, "Oh my God, Jimmy! Oh my God!" And I was shaking. You were fourteen I mean, again. I was totally fourteen again. <laughs> and he was just so sweet and gracious and engaging and funny and uh, you know we and we chatted for I don't know 10 or 15 minutes together there and I gave him a copy of my solo record um, and I'd written something for him in it and you know because his playing his influence of his playing is all over that record and mm. uh, I I didn't know I really I was so nervous about giving it to him because I know what it's like when somebody gives me <laughs> yeah, stuff I'm gonna give you but don't read it now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But uh, I, I was, uh, and then and then they invited us down to sit at the uh, at the monitor desk, right, right right at the side of the stage while they performed it. And throughout the whole show, Jimmy would look over and smile and wink, and oh. it's just like so cool. You're like, was that me? <laughs> it was a really really great experience. It's so nice when that when that happens. Yeah, your heroes are heroes. Yeah, man. I mean, I you know I've been fortunate to meet. A lot of people stick around this little racket we've been doing for yeah. a while, and uh, you know, more often than not, everybody's yeah. you know, they're not still doing what they're doing. You know, lots of times I think that that you know you're professional and, and you know, like you say, sometimes it can be just like oh, you know, I really like you. Oh, thanks a lot. And, and, yeah, and then 
and other times you connect with people like, yeah. like we do. But um, for the most part, people they're not like assholes. I mean, you don't get anywhere. I agree with you. Assholes. Yeah, the the majority aren't. The majority aren't. Yeah. Once in a while, and it's usually I've found it's the, the not this is different than meeting your your peers or people that you looked up to, but younger bands when maybe they get a big hit or something. And, yeah. You know, they kind of think that, you know... They're cocky. They just don't really yeah. know how to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I don't, I don't blame them for it. I mean, yeah. you can see how it can happen, you know. Yeah. People around them, whatever. And certainly in this day and age, the way our industry is and, and everything happens now. And it's, but Yeah, um, it is so different now, eh? It's so different. It's, to me, what's kind of sad is that... One aspect of it is that bands I think both of our groups would have never been able to grow and yeah. have the opportunity to suck for or not even suck but well, just yeah, just learn. learn and get better yeah three records four records that's a, that would be unheard of today. yeah if you didn't sell your X amount or whatever you know then sorry and bands would break up because yeah. you know there's it wasn't they're not nurtured like they once were which is yeah. which is sad that you miss out on bands like U2 and R.E.M. and and you know Rush and Chili Peppers that that, that you know we were doing the best we could do obviously yeah. but like the public wasn't on board the way that the industry thinks about it yeah and you know people would have missed out on all that great music so yeah um it's kind of sad. That's, that's it is. That's that's the one. Well, the record companies thing. were were developers then, and yeah. now and now they're speculators, bankers. Yeah, kind of. You and bottom line basically have to make your own record and drop <laughs> it to them, and if it does okay, then they'll sign you. It's it's like there's no, no commitment help. Or, or help from from them. Our first deal was for five records. The idea was that the your first two records would be sort of those, you know starting points and maybe yeah. in the third record it kind of turned around and the record company would make a little bit of money and yeah. everybody would be moving forward and then the next two would be you know those those stronger mm. commercial records mm. would they do that was that like a plan did they like was they, well that that was i think that was the plan yeah. then you know uh, and, and it makes sense you know on the curve of, yeah, yeah. of the five records this is sort of the midpoint is yeah, the third three, one, right, and right. then the next two, yeah. everybody's laughing, and the, you know the <laughs> world's great. <laughs> we love everybody, yeah. but uh, that you that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I just wonder what we're missing out on. You know? Well, um, we we got to experience it. It's it's all the young kids now that are missing out on it, but at the same time. For fear of sounding like a, you know, old guy, get off my lawn <laughs> deal. It's a different world that 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 is their world. So they 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 work it accordingly, and they don't feel. I'm sure that they're missing anything, just like we didn't feel like we were missing out on anything. I'm not. I don't know how many times I heard older people, not just parents, but just older people say, "Oh my God, you you your generation is just totally nuts." You, you have no sense of what what it was really like when it was great, yeah. and every generation has that same feeling, you know. Yeah, I know. So yeah a, maybe you're right. It's a pretty normal kind of yeah. cycle, I guess. Um. Well, I'm just glad that you. Now that you're a young and upcoming band, 
So let me ask and it's you only about, been 40 years. Let me ask 46 you about, years. Let me ask you this. You're next week. Right. Going into the hall. Yeah. What? How, I know you've but, probably been talking about it or whatever, but how does Yeah, we've been talking a lot about it. Um, <laughs> I bet people are asking you. That's what happens. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, it had last from year. Experience. It was a year ago this time. So yeah, I mean. exactly. In fact, they've been playing the HBO special last Is that right? uh, little while. Yeah. Okay. I, I saw it back well, then. Let me tell you what. It's quite edited down. Yeah. It was six, it was six hours. We went on last. Six yeah. hours. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the case again this year are you when, when are you slot are you supposed to go last we're supposed to go last you're the Snoopy yeah um it's a long show yeah here's the thing they they at least from the, the only one that I went to our experience was is 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 um you know there's no everybody gets to obviously there's performing and then but the speeches, depending on who's being inducted, or what, there's no, you know... Right, the music starting to play. <laughs> isn't it? Everybody... And when we went, it was... it was. Well, it was all of you. Everybody said something, right? Yeah, but, but, but not just like, not just like, you know, it was Guns N' Roses, and, and uh, um, they had, a, you know, a lot of members. We had a lot of members. Um, but... Um, it was the, it was like the like the they inducted like the comets and and uh, the crickets and like these older I think it was the first year they did like bands that weren't that weren't you know it was obviously you know it was Bill Haley and the comets you know not right. just Bill Haley the comets get in too and now the crickets you know not not um, uh, Peggy Sue that that gentleman his band like all. They had the first time with like the bands, so there, and then there were a lot of people that were in these bands. Where oh. these, they're old and they're all up there talking, and it's yeah, they yeah. Alive. Well, they haven't done anything in forty years, <laughs> so <coughs> it's their big chance. Yeah, it was their big moment. So everybody thanks their first grade teacher. I mean, it's a long night. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that way, but it's kind of it. it it's heartfelt and it's it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a very big deal. Because it's, as you know, it's not like a, a you know, awards are are great and they're, they're nice to be you know nice to be recognized. But this is for a life you know this is for twenty five years or plus more. Yeah. That, um, you know, so it's it's it it has a lot of weight to it. Yeah, and um, you know, so, but I. Th- I of the people that are inducted, kind of a wacky combo, you know, Public Enemy and Donna Summer and you guys, mm-hmm. and which wouldn't be played on the same radio station, but no. you know, but it, it's not really rock and roll Hall of Fame anymore, I, I is it? it? Or and I don't, I'm not so sure it ever really ever was. really was. I mean, probably right. It's like the music, the music or something. Madonna's in there, uh, ABBA, and and they all are uh, very notable artists. On their on their own, but whether they belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there again, the Rock and Roll, this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not like an industry sanctioned thing, or yeah. you know, it's not something that we all vote on and and are a part of. Club. It's one person's basically one person's yeah. idea of of this thing, mm-hmm. and he runs it the way he wants to run it, and he can have whoever he wants to have in it. 
So at, at the end of the day, and, and there's been so much controversy with us mm. in it. You know, we've been eligible for 65 years or something. At, for the last, I don't know, 19 years or 15 yeah. years or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and our fans are, are so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can you know, dedicated, and and I'm sure that they must feel that. Oh, thank God, this is finally going to be over. We're not going to get deluged with all this mail. Now from they have to find something angry, else to chat on the internet about. Well, it, I, <laughs> you know what? They they need. I think that the hall needs to really open their doors at, to all forms of rock music, in particular. Yep. If they're going to have the crickets and the comets and uh, and ABBA, then they really need to have Yes and Moody Blues yeah. and uh, Deep Purple. Uh, Deep Purple. How can you not? How can, have I, Deep Purple? How can Deep Purple? Like, not I feel in, guilty. I can't believe Deep Purple's not in. Ahead of I, tell, I know who I voted. I got the little, my little yeah. voting thing. I'm like, Rush, Deep Purple, no brainers. They're well, in. That's they're why in. they're in because guys like you have a vote now, and it's and it's changing the core. That it's diluting. The cores uh, the little, who are strongly the influenced. Boys club. Yeah, exactly. Who are influenced by Yannin, and I'm not complaining about that. And uh, you know that's fine. They can do whatever they want. It doesn't doesn't matter. It's their it's their, their place or it's his place. He can he can do whatever he wants. But the perception to a lot of your fans is that, and I'm sure it's the same thing for you, is that this is a big big deal, and to them it's so incredibly important that you get this recognition they feel validated by by your inclusion into this thing even though it doesn't mean that much to you it means a really big deal to, to them fans. I agree. I, I'll tell you quite honestly you know if a year ago or or more I really couldn't care less and and I, I probably would have preferred not to to be a part of it mm. Um, only because it didn't really mean that much to me and and my priorities are different mm -hmm. it's about being a musician and about playing and all that stuff and like you say the awards are nice but they're not important at the, at the end of the day yeah. but seeing the response of uh, of our fans and what it means to them and really even outside of that you, you, you can't possibly be a dick about it you know, you have to be gracious. Some, pe some people are. Well, though. some people are. I that's agree. fine. They, they can do what they want. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. But I, I, I totally, hundred percent agree with you. You, you want to be gracious. You want to be courteous. You, you, you want to do the honorable thing. But and that's how you are, though. I mean, that's an extension of you guys and what you have always been. We do our thing. We, we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. We just do it. And it's great, and people love it. And obviously, your longevity and everything, all the success that your band has had, and 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 you've never like, oh, we're trying to be like this because we want someone to like us, and which is beautiful. Which yeah. is what b being a true artist is really all about. And I admire that to the nth degree. And now, it's great that you're like, hey, you know, if it happened, it, it, it hey, no big deal. You know what? We're not going to change anything that we do yeah. or I'm not gee I need to feel validated by these New York whatever <laughs> you know what I mean I mean I'll, I'll watch oh they okay. can't kick me out <laughs> no they can't it's too late and I think it's too late to kick me out <laughs> it's too, too late so. to kick you out too but um you're right the, your, the fans are so 
But fans are everything. They're they're yeah. the ones that keep you going. And, oh and, yeah. And, and 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 it's important to them. And so you almost it's almost like your family. Like when I I felt my mother thought it was just a great you know doesn't matter if you sell out this or or, or yeah. these records or whatever you know. Oh, you're in the Hall, the Hall of, fame. of oh. fame. Wow, that's really something. I might have to come to that. <laughs> Did your mom come? My mother was there with yeah. My drum earrings on. I mean, the whole nine, man. I know. She was so proud. And so there is something to do when there's a Hall of Fame. In front, you know, when there's only one, that, that, that there is some sort of special thing to it. So you, your friends yeah. and your fans and your friends and your family, it means almost more to them than maybe it does to you. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. And but, so it's a great gift for them.